Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 20. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. We're here each and every week, most of the time, usually. We're here to <laughs> share with you some tips, some tricks, some software, some solutions to help your business, your small to medium-sized business, be more profitable, productive, efficient, and all of those things and more. And we do it in an entertaining way, I hope. We do. Cliff, that was maybe your best introduction to Business Tech Weekly ever. You think that so? Really, yeah, you get better every week. I get better every week. It's all about yeah. improving. You know, we'll it never is. have a perfect show, but we'll have a show that is consistently improving in con- content and quality. Amen. We've had close to perfect, though. We've had some good shows. Close to perfect. Yeah. Close. <laughs> so anyway, Andy, this week we have an interesting topic on hand. We're going to talk about email. Yeah. Email. Yeah. People email. don't talk about email enough, Cliff. They don't give email enough credit. They don't put enough thought into it. They, they take it for granted. It can be, um, you know, an, an integral, a uh, really central part of your business, and it can either make or break your brand in a lot of ways. It so, can, it can, yeah. and and so uh, we've talked about mailing lists, I believe. Yeah. And so we've covered that, but how do you, you know, uh, you know, we're, we've talked about sending out broadcasted messages to your community, but the or your your tribe or your your customer base. Uh, but we have not talked about what, how, how are you receiving your emails? Where are you receiving your emails? Now, I want to start things off and just say that we're not going to tell you our way is the best way, but I think what, what you're going to get out of this episode is an understanding that, that um, Andy and I both use the same service, we and, and we were using it well before. Both of us were using it well before we ever knew each other. Right. And so I think it's it's unique that we're both using the same service and typically using it pretty much in the same way. And uh, so, Andy, why don't you tell folks what it is that we're using and what we're going to be talking about? Well, we are using Google Apps-based email where Google, we basically have told Google, uh, you have control over my email, um, my domain name email. You can probably say that better than I can, Cliff, but... So for, for my domain being moreprofittechnology.com, I can create and manage a certain number of email addresses all within a, a Google dashboard. Um, and I can have Andy at moreprofittechnology.com or sales at so on and so forth. And I can, I can set up all those within a, a dashboard that, that, uh, that Google sets up for me. And along with that, and this is, I think, the really cool part, comes the entire Google suite. And by that, I mean S-U-I-T-E, the whole Google suite of tools that come along with that for my domain. So, But we're going to focus just on the email part of it today. Right. So basically, I've given the keys of my email uh, control over to Google. And what they've done is they have <laughs> just created an amazing tool uh, within their... And we're not going to talk about Gmail. We're going to talk about the more robust solution of Google Apps. And um, now I use that to manage my email and, and uh, tweak it to where, you know, I've just customized it so much that, uh, Cliff, I, I, I sincerely don't envision myself 
<laughs> ever switching to another service. You know, you and I switch to services for different reasons, but I just don't see anybody in in the ballpark of the services um, in the customization you can have with Google Apps or email. That's exactly right. In fact, um, you know, it, it, it bears, I think, uh, some warrant here to, to mention Gmail, and it is just the, the Google Apps mail version of their mail client is, it, in, in many ways, it's identical to, sure. to Gmail. So if you have used a Gmail account before, by the way, if you've never used a Gmail account, you, <laughs> you, you, you just owe it to yourself to go Stop. to- Stop. Hit to, pause. Hit pause right now on your iPod. Go to your computer. Stop Stop your iTunes. Go sign up for Gmail if you haven't yet. And yeah. then come back. Exactly. Okay. And, and, Welcome and, and, back. Exactly. Welcome back. <laughs> but, but seriously, Gmail is an amazing way of of communicating via email and and what I love about it is the fact of its searching capabilities uh, and and you really don't delete messages the idea isn't necessarily to, to to delete messages it's you click a button to archive messages um, but anyway there for the when I started out gosh my very first email address was associated to a BBS service that I uh, community that I belong to. I would dial in via 300 baud modem. Actually, no, 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 no. I, well, I started out with 300 baud modem, but then we jumped up to 1200 baud modem. Then we went to 2400, and then I think we eventually got up to like a 56k modem. Uh, and it was about that time when email was like introduced to the public, and right. in public meaning the super ultra geeks that were on BBS services and some other places, and, right. and, and the government, right? The government and some universities. Right. And so basically what happened was uh, I, I I used to communicate via email through, uh, a, I used to have to dial in and communicate through software, which is funny because I'm back to doing that again. I mean, not necessarily <laughs> dialing up, but but definitely I'm using software in the cloud uh, that or on a machine somewhere else other than my own machine. My email was stored there, and that's how I read it. That's how I responded to it. That's how email all started out. But then we came up with these things like Outlook Express and Outlook. And, um, well, there's just a ton of, you know, and if you have a Mac, it's the mail application. Um, These these solutions that allow you to uh, basically sign into your account and then download the content to your own local hard drive. And then when you compose a message... Right, upload correct. Yes, I mean it's sent the send and receive button. You know, right, right. right. So you could actually send a me- you could type up a message. Now there are some. I I, I do want to say there are some very useful um, uh, bonuses to having an email client on your own desktop computer. Sure. All right. So number one, there is the the functionality and the feature of you know, you've got everything stored locally. So it, it is there. You can pull it up. If you've lost your internet connection for whatever reason, every single message that you've ever downloaded, you know, going back five, 10 years, if you've had it that long, um, it's all there. It, it, it's available. It's at your fingertips. And, and there's the ability to compose messages and stuff like that. Well, those used to not be available. Those kind of features used to not be available if you didn't have access to the internet when you're using Gmail and these other services. Today, there is some functionality that using something called Google Gears. We're not going to get into that a whole lot, but to just know there is a way for you to actually be able to compose an email while you're on a flight with no access to the internet 
And then when you get to a place where you have internet access, that it will sync and it will send out all those emails that you sent. And I think, Cliff, that is a huge, huge obstacle for those who have used Outlook their whole life. Mm -hmm. And they think, okay, web-based, cloud-based, I get it, but I travel. Or, and I, you know, again, I think this is a lousy argument, but it's an argument, which is what happens when my internet goes down? Mm -hmm. You know, will I be, will, will I sort of be, um, you know, helpless? You know, I can't get to any of my information. Right. And, and the answer is, uh, that used to be the case. Uh, but now, with the offline capabilities, you enable offline capabilities, and you can have all of your, you know, I was on a flight uh, and started January when I went out to Colorado, and I could see all of my emails that I had in the past and search them very easily. I could also compose email, and when I, like you said, when I got back to an internet connection, it, you know, did it send and receive. Right. So, you know, that, that sort of excuse is gone um, so I, you know, again, I think most people, let me ask you, Cliff, why do you think most people who still use Outlook still use Outlook? I think they still use Outlook because it's the, the thing that they've always done. I, I think back in the day, it just made sense. I, I, I couldn't have really seen a good web-based solution before Gmail. Uh, Yahoo Mail was, do was okay, but man, their advertising stinks. Oh, you know, yeah. I, 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 I'm a member of a local church that uses Yahoo to send out their messages, <laughs> and and it and it's crazy the advertisements that are in the subject line right under right under their signature. You know, and, yeah. and in some of them actually they send me and we'll talk about signatures in a little bit. But uh, yeah. they they'll send me an email and they'll just sign it with their name. There's no signature, and then the sig the the advertisement looks as though it's their signature. So it's like, hey, you know, hey, here's a message, blah blah blah. We're doing this, and and uh, they'll sign it their name, and then right underneath it, there's a little couple dashes of lines, and it says great weight loss product. Click here. <laughs> And it's like, you know, what's Thanks, pa Pastor. Thanks, Pastor Bob. Exactly. It's like, you're, you're, what are you, you, we're not paying you enough? Or, you know, what's the deal here? You got to start selling Here's supplements. My link. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, it, it, you know, so there, there have, it, it, I mean, back in the day, either you used Outlook Express or Outlook or you used um, some other alternative program. And right. you, and it's the way you always did it. And then all of a sudden, to be honest with you, you start thinking about how important email is, and it's like, do you trust the cloud? Yeah, yeah, that you know, it's another great point, Cliff. Is that's the other obstacle people have is, well, well, what if it's all in the cloud? Well, the other part of it is, where is your email now? I mean, I still think it's mostly on the cloud, even if you use an Outlook. It is. I mean, wouldn't you think? I mean, it's it's out there. It depends. Uh, if you, it depends yeah, on if I'm you're using man. Pop or IMAP. If you're using Pop, technically speaking, it's on the cloud uh, until you bring it down. The, actually, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of using at, um, Outlook or other services using uh, Pop Access. Now, what Pop Access does is it allows you to interact with your mail server over at your ISP. And they, your internet service provider, and it will actually check to see if you have any messages in your inbox. And if you do, it downloads them. And of course, the idea and the default is that once it downloads those messages off of out of your inbox, it deletes them off of your server. So there are no copies made anywhere up there. And then all of a sudden, you download all those messages. And if you accidentally delete an email and it's not recoverable, it's gone. Or your computer 
I mean, some, or something happens to your computer. Yeah, or something happens to your computer. Your yeah. hard drive ca- crashes. Whatever the case may be, right. that email is gone, and it's gone forever. Right. With the exception of the fact that if you can track down the sender, have them look into their archives of sent messages and see right, if like they if can they use Gmail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, Hope that the person who sent you the email is smart enough to use Gmail, which you weren't. Right. So, well, hey, now that's not I'm fair. I'm just kidding. Well, that's I'm not fair. To people. Yeah. I, the, the thing is, is th- there's still some, you know, th- you, if you're using Exchange or you're using, you know, you're, you're using Entourage, you're using Outlook Express, I, I don't think any differently about you at all. I don't use it, though. Um, some people have to as well, uh, you know, because of their, their business. They just say, this is what you're using. Yes. A lot of people just in those settings, that's the standard. And if you try to get out of that, for, that's just not a battle that you want to fight. Right. You know, hey, I want, I want to use a different email client. It's like, uh, forget it. This is what we all use. Yeah. You know, this is how we all schedule meetings. This is how we all have our, you know, we have it all set up. So this, I guess, is, you know, again, like we're saying for the small and medium-sized business, um, you know, that, that it's, it should be a pretty easy switch. Right. You know, and, and Google actually just the last week, um, and I'll have to find a link and put it in the show notes, but made it even easier. It wasn't that hard before, but they made it even easier to move your old email from other services. Um, you know, that's the other part of if, if I moved to Gmail, I moved to Google Apps, how do I get my email over there? And you can move it all uh, from your inbox and folders and things like that um, using these new tools from Google. So, that's another obstacle cliff is, you know, moving over is what do I do with my old messages? Right. And and that that's a very real question. For me, when I chose to use Gmail and when I and then of course I was using Gmail forever and then all of a sudden now I'm using uh, Google Apps and there are some reasons why I'm using it, and we'll talk about those reasons. But when I when whenever I did that, I always just start it's like listen, starting today I use this new service. And then all of a sudden if I need something prior to today, well, guess what? I go over here to get that. That's where it's at. So, I mean, everything up until I had a Google Apps app, you know, email set up, everything there for the last several years is here. And anything prior to that, I just head over to my Gmail account, which is still active, and it's right. all and it's all there. And anything prior to that, which I've been using Gmail forever, uh, I don't care. You know, I don't care what I don't care what you, what was emailed seven, ten, twelve years ago. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Right. But right. I, I have every, I have, I have a, tra- I have an, I have access to every email I've ever sent and every email ever received that would be even remotely. I mean, even things that are not even remotely interesting to me forever picking up again. I have access to them all for like the last seven to eight years. Right. And it's all available online and it doesn't take but just a couple seconds to find any of it. That's, the, you know, that's, I think, a, one of the key functions and features that I, I take for granted personally uh, for being a, a, a Google customer now is what does Google do best? What are they best known for of all things? It would be search. It's search. It's search. And so doesn't it make sense that their email client, whether it be Gmail or Google Apps like we're talking about today, it would be awesome at search. And it is. There's all different sorts of shortcuts you can do. And, you know, it, it's... It, it just doesn't lose anything. It it makes me lazy, Cliff, because I don't have to think that much. I, I can think of one word in an email and sort of a unique word. I can type it in and boom, it's going to find it so fast, so fast. Right. And, and not only that, so so let, let's talk about some of the benefits of, of Gmail and Google Mail 
And what I'd like to do is I would like to talk about some of the benefits that are there, whether you're using Gmail or whether sure. you're using Google Apps. So 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 the, so these this list of benefits that we're going to talk about right now are ap- applicable to both. So we've already talked about the fact that really your the mindset is that you don't delete anything, you're just archiving. So it's all available, it's all there via search. What are some other things, some other features of of Gmail or the way that Google does mail? Well, I think I think another huge one and it's a it actually confuses people when they first sign up is that Gmail does not, and Google does not, we'll say Google from here on out, Google does not treat your emails separately. They treat them as conversations. So right. if, if you send me uh, something, uh, you know, what are the show notes for today or what, you know, why wouldn't be one because we use Google Docs, but, um, you know, what time are you going to fly into the Cincinnati airport to come visit? I, when I hit reply, Cliff's inbox is going to show... Um, you know, the subject line of that email and then the number two next to it. And the reason is because that's the, that's the number of emails in that conversation. So he and I can go back and forth infinity times. I'm, I, I've had some with 15 and it's going to treat them all as a conversation. So I'm going to click on that, open it up, and I'm going to see them stacked on top of each other. Yes. And the beauty of that is, one, it declutters your inbox. I mean, how many times do you go back and forth and back and forth, back and forth? So first, you're going to have less, quote unquote, messages in your inbox. And second, organizationally, you don't have to go, well, what did I ask? And we've all done that mm-hmm. with a text message or an email. Someone sends you an answer and you go, what was my question? <laughs> right. You know, or, or vice versa. Such is not the case. As long as they're replying to the same email. And obviously, if I compose a new email, it's not smart enough to attach it to that. But if I hit reply and reply and back forth and back forth, it will it will number them exactly uh, accordingly. And again, that's all archived, and I can go back and, and watch the conversation. You know, which is I think that's a huge difference than say my wife's hotmail address, which you just get in there and it's just I mean you get just you know the capacity is just it's overwhelming because it's so many of the same topics and the same conversation. And where I might have something that's got five messages, it's all in one line. Right. But it's, in it's, my wife's, that's five lines. That's five times as big, you know, and that, that clutters a lot of your just view. And frankly, Cliff, what we're talking about a lot today is productivity. All these things, they're not just cool. We're not do, Cliff and I are not about doing cool stuff. That's not the purpose of Business Tech Weekly. It's about making your business better. And these things make my business better because I'm so much more organized and I go through email so much faster and more effectively because of the way that Google has built it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It, 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 that's it, that is it. Um, you know, Amanda from Michigan says you, you, you get used to the conversations, but it takes a while. And Kylie in our chat room, she says, yeah, but I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Uh, and absolutely, it, it, it is disorienting. And I did not like Gmail at first because of it. It's like, I don't want to have all these previous interactions tied to this message. I just want to see this message and leave me alone. But oh my goodness, do I see the value in it now? As a, especially as a business owner. So let me give you a perfect example of this. And we call, and by the way, these are the we call these um, uh, threaded conversations. Yeah. So so Andy, I had I had a client who contacted me. Let's say back in June. And 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 the 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 only thing that's different here is I'm changing the dates because I can't remember the exact 
uh, thing. I'm just coming up with an example off the top of my head. But I had a client, let's say, contacting me back in June, says, hey, Cliff, I'd like to get a quote on, um, you know, Ohio PR40, and, and, you know, what do you recommend for a mixer? And I would respond to that. And then, you know, the next day, he would respond to me. And then all of a sudden, I said, okay, well, here you go. Here's the answer. And by the way, here's a proposal, and I would attach a PDF document to it. And sure. then he would come back the next day and he would say, okay, great. I'm going to, to think about this. I've got to save up for a while. Thanks a lot. And then all of a sudden, I don't hear from him again until in October. We're talking four months later. Hey, mm-hmm. Cliff, he, he's, now what he does is he just goes in and, and he, of course, he's obviously using Gmail as well. It's, it's, it's just it, you can just tell. Or he's used Outlook and he went in and he searched for where that that last email that I sent sure. to him was, and he hit reply to it, and yeah. when it and it came in four months later, and not only did his message, hey Cliff, I'm ready to buy this, <laughs> and I'm like ready to buy what? Right? I, who are you? And it's like it was it was a client that I had never heard of the guy before. He asked me for some quotes, and then all of a sudden, you know, he, you know, I gave him a price. He said I'm going to save for it. I never heard from him again. Out of sight, out of mind. He's he wasn't somebody who listens or interacts with me a whole lot or anything or at all. And so all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Cliff, I'm ready to buy this. And of course, what's he talking about? Google, you know, Gmail had already had all the prior. So all I did is I clicked on the conversation and I was able to read in chronological order the entire conversation we had four months prior. Absolutely. And so and when you're talking about customer service, Cliff. It, you know, and we use high rides for a lot of these things. If there's we do now conversation, right? But the other part of it is, you know, I think having Google Mail and high rise working together, it's it's sort of like a backup because let's just say you don't happen to cut that significant conversation or piece, that file, you don't attach it to that person, right? You know, I I look at high rise and Google. I really in my mail, I really look at them as as partners. You know, they mm-hmm. both can back me up. I try to put as much as I can in high rise, honestly. But if I forget, Google doesn't forget. And so my point was this. When you're talking about customer service, and if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, if, you're, if you didn't jump into the high-rise bandwagon like we asked you to or encouraged you to do, because that's, that's, that's 29 bucks a month or whatever. That's you know, 29 can, bucks a month I ever spent. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But if you didn't, uh, this, is, this is a free solution, <laughs> um, part of it anyway, unless you get the higher level of Google Apps. But my point is this, is when you talk about customer service, whoever that person was that emailed you, they assumed that you were on the ball enough that when they said, okay, I'm ready to go for it, that you didn't have to email them back and say, who are you? What, what was the order? What was the, you know, you didn't have to do that, did you, Cliff? No, I didn't. <laughs> you, could just, I, you could just say, all right, it's on the way. Well, or, and the reason, why I cho- the reason why I chose that is, is that, that all those conversations, those all happened prior to my use of high rise and and I still had all of that I right. still had all of that so it, it, it's really amazing uh, so so there's that functionality which by the way I, can I can I take a break here for, for just a second and just tell you something that's just amazing um I, I, I just, we've talked about have we talked about my facts yet uh no we haven't we oh, okay. haven't. it's it's been in the notes for a future show but oh, we have not goodness. so check check this out I I had a I had a client I had uh, my VA she she was handling some follow-ups because she was using Highlight Rise, and she's actually following up on orders that I just never have time to follow up right. on. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that. And so uh, she was following it up, uh, 
And did I tell you the story last week? Did I already tell you the story about the the order she closed? No. I mean, oh. you, you told me she start, you, you said, hey, go get these people that I'm only one man, so I can't go get them. So, yeah. so, so basically, you know, I, I've, I've talked to all kinds of people about equipment and I've been, I've been, uh, you know, following through and, and putting these, these follow-ups. But the only problem is I got all these follow-ups. I just don't have time to follow up on them. So I got this virtual assistant and I'm paying for her to do all these things, you know, and um, she followed up one day while I was out, while I was out uh, at a client's. She she interacted and, and the guy responded. By the way, I see all these conversations. A lot of them are saying, "Yeah, I'm not ready yet," or "I've decided not to," or whatever. She got she's closed the she she got this one guy that came back and says, "I'm really interested in this. Can you get me a quote on five sets of headphones?" She takes care of all this. She was able to do all that because she saw my high rise. She was able to read all the prior conversations. She saw the proposals in the past. She calls me on the phone, and says, "Cliff, he wants this. What kind of headphones do I do it?" And I say, "Go ahead and quote him seventy five dollars a piece." Um, we'll find out what headphones that will be after the fact. If tell me if he's interested, she says she emails him. She he comes back. He says she he's interested. He also wants something to c- connect it all. And and basically she sent him an updated proposal. Why was she able to do that? Because I had used High Rise to put the original proposal in. So she saw my original proposal. She created a new proposal with all the stuff. Here's the deal. I was out doing an on-site client appointment, which I don't do very many of, but I was out of right. the office. She closed an order that is in excess of $2,000. Now, do, through the process of all of this, she sends everything and he's like, okay, tell Cliff I'm ready to pay him. So I get on the phone with him and I say, he says, how can I pay you? We talked about it. He's going to write a check. Now get this. He wrote a ch- the, the It's the library that wrote the check he wrote a check, he scanned, he he copied it or scanned it, and just sent it over via um, uh, my fax. So basically, right. he sends it to my fax number. I just got a PDF document of the check, and guess what? I'm going to use CheckWriter to take <laughs> that check and create a physical copy of the check to go deposit it. All right. of that, my friend, and let's just put it this way: my my VA's probably spent less than an hour. Mm-hmm. And I am the I won't say the amount of profit on the order, but it's at least twenty dollars. Yeah, at least twenty dollars. <laughs> so Let's just say she paid for herself. How she about paid. That? She actually paid for two months of herself. <laughs> All right, with one so order. You just talked about. I think you just covered episodes one, seven, three, and four. Exactly. Weekly, and the point of this, just to bring it back, I guess, is that when Cliff and I, you know, I think one of the reasons we wanted to do this show. Is I almost think it's like sinful that we use all these cool tools that we've wasted all of our we didn't waste our time, but we spent a lot of time trying them out and trying different ones and bailing on ones that didn't work. We've gone through the work of figuring out if these things work or not. And the point is to implement them in your business in a way that helps your business. Yeah. And the way that helps your bottom line. These aren't again, we're not talking about these things. This isn't, you know, this week in tech because it's cool stuff kind of stuff. That's not what this show is about. The show is about use it in your business and it could help you. And and this conversation about Google Apps and Google Mail to me goes down to if you spend two hours a day on email for whatever capacity, then what if you could save a half hour a day? Or what if you didn't lose stuff anymore <laughs> ever again? You never lost an email. Right. How much could that help your business? And that's why I think email is such a fundamental way we still communicate, uh, you know, on within business that that I think 
to not use a client like this, you know, it's you're missing a lot of opportunities for great customer follow-up and, and really just organization, right. you know? And so, I, yeah, I, and so I shared that story because I wanted to share with people that this is why we talk about these things. Now, Bob in the chat room says, sometimes people say Google Mail when they mean Gmail. Cliff and Andy are talking about Google Apps. And actually, I just want to clarify, because also um, uh, Vicky in the chat room asked, you know, can you, di- can you tell us the difference between Gmail and Google Apps? And so right now, Andy and I are actually talking about both Gmail and Google Apps, Google Mail, or whatever. We're Right now, we're talking about the benefits of, it doesn't matter if you're using Google Apps or if you're just using that free Gmail account. Right, right. now, we're talk, at, at this point in the conversation, we're still talking about the features and functionality that is available to everybody, regardless of which of those services you are using. So we are talking very generically about both of them. They, they look identical for most of this stuff. So, um, right. so we talked about archiving. We've talked about searching. We've talked about um, threaded conversations and the value of being able to, to keep you from having to go look up who is this person, when have I talked to him in the past. It keeps it all together. Um, I'd like to bring up labels. Mm. Labels. Now, back in the... I, I will tell you, it took me a long time to really get used to this because, yeah. my friend, I was a folder folderaholic. <sighs> I, I was actually attending a monthly Folderaholics Anonymous group. <laughs> I had billions of folders and you know, I would, you know, I had a folder for these kind of emails, a folder for that kind of email. Right. And and all of a sudden Gmail did not have, you know, Google did not have folders. I'm like, right. there's no way I don't I don't like these this different way. I don't like to see these threaded conversations. I don't like the fact that there's no folders. Labels. that's just tags who wants to tag something that's silly it's a big shift cliff it it was a big big, and it's a big shift in 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 sort of mentally organizing you know you're you're and visually organizing yeah but but it goes back to archiving i mean that's what that's what if someone understands that you archive instead of delete then they'll understand labels because if everything is still if you got a hundred emails and they're all still in there you just can't see them then does it matter if they have a label on them or they're in a folder? Right. No, it's really it's really the same thing, but people are not comfortable with that. <laughs> hey, Andy, I you just know? I just clicked my all mail tab. Get this. Yeah. This is this is all mail. This is all the stuff that I have not deleted, and of course there is no spam uh, in this. Check this out. All mail. Forty seven thousand one hundred ninety eight emails. Nice. That's how many emails that have not been deleted. On my that that are available to me at any given moment in the day, forty. Hey, do do do, do this. Type type in my name real quick. Just type in Andy Traub. All right, I'm gonna do this. I'm just gonna type in Andy Traub, T R A U B, and I'm hitting search. And, and here's the, I, here's the reason I want Cliff to do this is because he's gonna be able to tell exactly how many emails my name has been mentioned in. Well, now be, because of the way that it, Google does the searching, it says this is it's showing me the first twenty messages. It says this is one through twenty. Of right. and it says of hundreds, <laughs> of hundreds, yeah, of hundreds. So if yeah. you and if if you were just somebody that I've exchanged maybe you know maybe seventy emails, it would actually say one through twenty of seventy five or one through twenty of one hundred and forty nine. Right. But because you and I converse a lot, it says there have been. It just says there are hundreds of those messages. Yeah. I send you a lot of forwards, a lot of funny jokes, a lot of. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've got no, one. I've got a filter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, th- this is b- 
because so let's talk about these labels for just a minute. Yeah, yeah. I it, the one thing I can just say for those of you who will check out Gmail or Google Apps, uh, the one thing I'll tell you. By the way, if if you're a business, I think you should do the Google Apps. We'll talk about why. If you're an individual and you're just listening to this because you like listening to this, uh, then I would definitely go go Gmail. Uh, but here's the deal. Go ahead and just say anytime you see the word label, just think of it as a folder. Absolutely. Because it functions exactly the same way. You basically you create a you create a label or a folder and and you take and you put that label on a on a message and then all of a sudden it basically is the same as putting it in that folder. But right. guys, this is the breakthrough. This is the breakthrough. What if what if the email that's in my inbox right now is a piece of audio feedback or I'm sorry, let's just say it's a piece of feedback means it's feedback for a podcast. But what if it's also a voicemail? And what if it's also related to the TV show Lost? And what if it's also related to, you know, whatever? Well, guess what? In in the folder system, I can't put that one email in five folders. Right. But I can yeah. but I can attach five labels to it. Right. And so therefore if I attach it to, you know five labels to it for example I have one here that says Andrea VA which is my VA and then another label that's called urgent from Andrea I should probably read that when we're done <laughs> but anyway um, but yeah this is the whole labels thing is just amazing it took me a while to get over it the fact that it's labeled different uh, and that it and it does different things but I really like it and now the other thing I like is when a, when a message is is in a you know that you can actually well let's talk about filters next so that that's labels tell me tell us well, about and I filters. want to talk about labels real quick and okay. they, they did something unique I think they added move to um, as well yeah so it might be a it might be a Google Labs and this is a quick side to the little little rabbit trail it's not a Labs by the way it is it is part of Google is it now, now? okay yeah. um, well then we won't go there so what it is at the top you can actually just apply a label with a drop down menu or if you click move to, all it's going to do, it's going to give you a drop down uh, of all your labels, but it will take it out of the inbox. Right. So essentially, uh, you know, I have clients that go, what's the difference between labels and move to? Well, if you click labels and you apply a label to an email, then it stays where it is. But if you click move to, Google sort of lets you think that it's going somewhere. <laughs> In reality, all it does was apply the label and archive it and put it to the background. Right. You know, but they don't go anywhere. They're either archived or they're in your inbox. Yeah, the only thing that gets deleted, there are only two things that can get deleted off of your email. It's the things where you physically say delete. And right. the other one is if you report it as spam or it goes in the spam filter and then you go out and you empty your spam filter, it automatically right. deletes all of those off. Right. Which, by the way, um, I, I want to, so, so we've covered labels. I want to talk yep. about filters in just a minute. But before we do that, the chat room's already talking about spam. <laughs> oh, I love Google for spam because it is amazing. Um, automatically, you have everybody who has a Gmail or, or any kind of Google Mail account, you have a button that says report spam. So if you get a little Viagra, you know, or whatever email that has come to you, chances are it went out to millions of other people. And out of those millions of other people, guess what? A lot of those, a high percentage of those people have a Google, some sort of Google Mail account. And if you click report as spam, 
Well, guess what? Google servers get to know that it's like, dude, everybody that's got this email with this subject line or with this phrase or with these words, basically it 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 knows. It's like, okay, all of a sudden that's spam. And so guess what? It doesn't even show up in my inbox. It gets sent to me because it's addressed to me. It doesn't just toss it out and say, ah, Cliff doesn't want this. It still comes to me, but it immediately just goes into a, what's called a spam folder or a spam. it gets the spam label and automatically is archived. It's not available in my inbox. My friend, yeah. that happens somewhere between 80 to 150 times per day. So that's how many spam messages I don't have to look. I don't have to delete. I don't have to see. Now, Bob in the chat room says, let me see if I can get it word for word. He says, Gmail slash Google Apps does a good job with spam, but I do get some false positives, so I check the spam folder regularly. I think that's a good point. To be honest with you, I've really never checked. Well, back in the early days, I did check. I've never, I just found I just found a Qdoba coupon in there, so I'm a little upset about that. Uh, what it's what, Q, what a coupon? A Qdoba. It's like it's like what's your favorite restaurant? Oh yeah, okay, Chipotle. Yeah, yeah it's like that, but probably not as good. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it does it just. A, the point is, it does a phenomenal job if you compare it to any other. It just does an amazing job of filtering spam. And again, I think it's because they have. First, I think they're just smart. They they filter it well. But two, I think that Google. I think uh, has a has a large enough market share that I'll mark things. I won't just delete them. I'll mark it as spam because yeah. I understand that helps other people, and if other people do that. It helps me. It does. You know what I mean? And no, there was there were enough people out there in the world who thought that Kudoba coupon was spam, and so they marked it spam. And that's why it went into your folder, right? And and to be honest with you, I you know I may be on a Qdoba list, but I don't necessarily want to get all of those. And if I guess don't mark it as spam, don't mark it as spam if you You're don't killing. want it. <laughs> missing my coupon. Well, I, I <laughs> no, that's a great point. It's spam's not. It's just not a factor anymore. Yeah, it's not. I I hardly ever. I mean, in my inbox, I I, I well number one in my inbox, I never get spam. I I haven't had a spam message in my inbox in forever. Now I have messages that I mark as spam and it's because I'm on a mailing list that I, it's a company that I may have purchased something on online right. and I I didn't necessarily have the option to opt out of their and you know what I do mark that as spam and so if you might have purchased from that same that same um merchant and me and you know 10,000 other people have purchased from that merchant and we all market as spam then yes it's going to go into your spam folder because we've all reported this as spam because there are enough people in the community that says i don't ever want this in my inbox right or it's easier to for me just to market as spam than to unsubscribe because it it'll take me 3 minutes 4 minutes 5 minutes out of my day why did you unsubscribe? What's your email address? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't want it anymore. That's my point. Right. And then it's like, hey, this may take six to nine months for us to unsubscribe you or whatever. Right. I'm like, whatever. I'm done with you. You're spam. Yeah. So you're absolutely right, Cliff. It's not just that it's spam stuff. It's also like, <laughs> and maybe this is more of a filter, but you could make someone spam. You could, you could make me spam. I you could, could say. If you, you sent out a, matter of fact, if you had if you had five, I don't know what the number would be, but let's just say you had 5,000 people on your email list, your mailing list, right. uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, you know, um, half of the people you send out an email to, they mark you as spam. Chances are, if you send an email out from that list in the future, it's immediately going to go to people's spam folder. 
Right. You will right. know you, it'll, it'll immediately go out. So, right. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so spam feature, I, I actually, I, I just looked at, you know, I, I when I actually go in, what I do is I go to my spam folder and then I'll look at it. And if I don't, I mean, I usually have a couple pages. I just look at the, you know, the first 10 or 15. And it's like, I don't see anything in there that I don't, that I would need. And I just go in, I click select and then I select all. And then there's a thing where it says, you know, mark all messages as spam. Yep. Or delete all spam messages, and I just yeah. click that, and it'll it'll wipe away three thousand messages in a heartbeat, and, it, and it's gone, and 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 I don't have to worry about it. And you know what? If somebody sent me a message and I didn't get it, you know, it's not it, the chances. It's not going to be a personal one-on-one kind of thing. It's usually the only messages that I've ever seen that would be a false positive is a message that goes out to lots of people, and I happen to just be one person on the list. Right. And you right. know what? I, I, you know, that, that's not a big deal. Nope. So, no. Anyway, so, so I love the spam feature. So let's talk just a moment now about the filtering option. Now, filters are a part of us, so many programs. So many programs out there have filters. Outlook does a great job with filters. And really? Yeah. They, I haven't used it in so long. I, I don't know. Yeah, they, they have good filters. Now, there are some programs, some other, there are some other web-based applications that, guess what? They limit the number of filters that you can do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, unless you, that's silliness. Unless you pay them some moolah. <laughs> yeah. But they have a limit. Now, with Gmail, guess what? Unlimited filters. And let me give you an idea of a filter. Yeah, let's get really practical. What's like some filters that you either set up recently or, or use the most? All right. So first of all, oh, by the way, the tags. I love this. You can change the color of tags. Yeah, lots yeah, yeah, of different yeah. colors. So so basically, if by the way, let me tell you a filter that I have. I have a filter that says anything that comes in from you know voicemail at broadvoice.com. So I went in and said, any message that comes in from this email address, and then I click go to next. Okay, now we've, we know what the criteria of what you want us to choose. Now, what do you want us to do? I tell it, apply label yep. uh, voicemail, apply label feedback. And then all of a sudden, and then I just click apply label. And then it'll even, it even says, it's like, would you like to apply this to the 14,583 other messages that we found with that are from this email address? And I say, yeah, I, I, yeah, please do. So here's the situation. Now, when an email comes in that comes from broad, you know, voicemail at broadvoice.com, which is the place where all my voicemails come from, it automatically, in my inbox, when I'm visually looking at 35 messages, there are seven of them that have this bright green t- label that says voicemail. And so you know what I do is I immediately go in and I click on all those little bright green labels. I click on it right and I click the download link, download the voicemail and I hit archive. And I go and do that seven times real quick and then I have all those voicemails downloaded and I put those and I file those in a folder for when I do Thursday live shows. Right. And but you know what? All of a sudden, all of those things were there. And then I just highlight all seven of the or well, actually, I archived them one by one. And now I just took out seven emails that I knew with a without even reading a word of anything where those voicemails were for from. And that you and that you needed to pull information down from them. Yes. You didn't have to go in and read them. And there's this, you know, there's and just real quick, because, you know, hopefully someone's listening to this while they're maybe setting up their account. You can take those labels on the left side 
uh, and you can drag them and apply them to a, an email, specific email. Uh, you can also apply them from the drop-down menu using the labels button at the top. And you can now then, drag them from the inbox to a label. Yep. And if you want to go just like a folder in Outlook or whatever, you want to click and say, you know, uh, feedback and click on that folder. And obviously they would be in there. You can click on that label and it will bring up all of the, you know, messages that have been labeled with that label. You know, so there, Gmail doesn't make you, in my opinion, the re reasons I love it, one of the reasons is it doesn't make you do it their way. There's literally four or five different ways that you can do the same thing. It's just whatever you're, you're comfortable with when it comes to workflow. Right. You know, they don't sort of say, this is how it's done. Exactly. They say, well, there's four different ways you can do it. We don't care which one you do. It's not like and Apple. <laughs> no, it's not like Apple. It's quite different. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so, and and some some other labels that I see here, like for example, I have one client that I'm working with pretty extensively, uh, and and I, I I'm able to, you know, I've got. By the way, I have 63 emails right now in my inbox because I've taken some time off because I've had some some friends from out of town. I'm I'm hang, I'm taking some time to hang with these these people in my community. Right. You know, um, but I can I can tell real quickly. You know, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Get this. I have six messages out of sixty-three, and I just—I mean, I saw it that quickly. Out of if you had in Outlook, if I had sixty-three messages in my inbox, how long do you think it would take me to find out how many of those sixty-three are? <laughs> emails that have something to do with somebody's plus membership and they need either help getting it set up or they've just subscribed to it or what you know whatever well i can tell you i'm, I'm going to answer the question i don't know if it was rhetorical or not but yeah. i would say it's going to take 10 to 15 minutes to do that manually personally if, if you're just sort of going through maybe you have to open them maybe you don't yeah and, but and, i i think 10 to 15 minutes minimum 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 sixty three minimum. So, but get this: not only not only does it would it take it that long. I'm going to say it take longer for me because my personality is I'm going to be going through the list and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, let's just say I have I have fifteen minutes that I'm going to come down here in the midst of having all this company, and I just want to make sure anybody who has a plus membership issue that I address that real quick, and I'm going to spend fifteen minutes doing it. Well, number one, it would take me fifteen minutes just to find out which of the sixty three were related to plus membership. Not only right. that, I would actually start seeing some other emails and I would open it. It's like, oh, I should sure, probably read sure. that. And I'm going to respond to it real quick. And before I know it, I'm, I'm sitting here working on Inbox Zero and it's been two and three hours and now I've neglected everybody upstairs. I've never done that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so anyway, it, I'm glancing and I see one, two, three, four, five, six brown labels in my inbox that say plus membership. It, it's that simple. I mean, it, they're right. there. Um, it, it's just amazing. And, and by the way, I have, I, I reserve the color red for important, you know, sure. urgent. And, sure. and I basically, it, I can look and it's like, okay, I don't have any time for any emails. Let me look at my inbox. Oh, I see one, two, three, four red labels. You know what? I don't care. Unless somebody's bleeding upstairs, unless somebody <laughs> needs to be rushed to the hospital, I have four red labels. I need to at least look and see what those four red labels are. Sure. You know, it's like I've got yeah. 63 messages. Only four of them have red labels. I'm, I'm going to at least check out these four. What's interesting, Cliff, is as, we, as I'm thinking about what you're talking about and the system you have in place, you know, it seems to me like a lot of things we talk about, you know, we're on show 20 
uh, Business Tech Weekly, and hopefully you're a Plus member, so you've been able to hear all of them. But it seems like a lot of what we talk about comes down to workflow. Mm-hmm. It comes down to setting your business up to succeed. And that might sound very cliched, Cliff, but I mean it. I mean, why is Apple successful? Because all their products have a look. Right? That's not the only reason, but they're consistent in that. And so there's, there's this thing about uh, people that I know are successful are consistent in something. You know, Seth Godin, part of his success is because he's very consistent in his blog, right? Mm-hmm. There's other people that are just very, you know, very, very consistent in what they do. And the businesses I see that fail is because they, they never got consistent in anything. And things like your email, I, I think it seems small and maybe insignificant, but I think it's, you know, Cliff, I know we've had conversations about this. It's a very important part of both of our business. Yeah. And, and, it, and because it's important, just like taking payments is important, like we talked about CheckWriter, you know, yep. uh, last time. Those are important. You need to have those workflows in place. And if you don't, there's no reason to take you seriously. And your, your, your customer service is going to suffer. So I guess I say all that because it seems like a lot of what we're doing is about workflow. It's about setting people up to succeed. And I think email is just one area that a lot of people are just, they're blind to it. They don't realize how much time you could save by you know, not going through each one of those messages and being distracted. And two, just the level of customer service. I mean, I know I said it probably two or three times already, but I just, I don't forget stuff because I don't delete stuff. Right. Right. Yep. And that's, that's a big part about personalizing your brand and, and, and building your tribe is you don't, don't forget people's stuff. Don't forget their questions. Don't forget, you know, when they contacted you. Hey, I, I have, I want to give you one more example and then we'll, we'll start talking about uh, of a filter uh, that I have, and it's a great one. I have a friend of mine. His name is Jeff Gentry. He has been my forum administrator now for the GSPN.TV community for, I guess, probably going on three and a half years. Okay, and basically, we've we've made it very difficult for on purpose for people to register to our forum. It is very difficult. Uh, you have to literally send us an email requesting that you be added to the forum. And and so so we've got that process in place. We do that for various other reasons. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. But anyway, um, what happens is he handles all of that for me. He handles creating people's user accounts and their pass, getting their password set up in there, or actually it generates a password for them. But anyway, he handles going into the administrative side of my forum putting in their name, their preferred username, and what you know whether or not they're a plus member or not and all this other stuff. He does all that, hits submit, and it goes out. Now, the thing is, what I, <coughs> I have it set up in such a way that if an email comes from forum at gspn.tv, if it, or it, actually, if it's mailed to, it, the, so the, the filter goes like this. If the email is to forum at gspn.tv, then what I want you to do is, number one, I want you to forward it to Jeff Gentry, and I put his email address in. I want you to apply the label forum registration, and then I want you to archive the message. Do you know what that does? You send a message to forum at gspn.tv. Number one, Jeff Gentry gets the message. Number two, it automatically gets filed away in a forum registration label. And number three, it's archived immediately, never shows up in my inbox. Right. And, and you, we just breeze past something that's really big, um, which is, first, those filters can save you so much time. They, they, you know, that's, that's workflow that happens without you 
blinking. You know, it just happens, right? But the other thing is, you said that it goes to forum at what was the ah uh, yes forum at gspn TV. Right, but what's your what is your email address for your Google Apps at okay. the top of your page? Well, well, here here we go. For, before before I do that, I do want to say okay. that I have crossed over. Okay, so so far everything we've talked about is available in Gmail and right. also in Google Apps. So I right. actually just crossed over and started to talk to you about features that are only available in Google Apps. And so for right now, what we're going to tell you are some features that are available only to Google Apps users, which by the way, go to google.com slash A. That's it. Google.com slash A. All right. So anyway, uh, my my main account, my account, it, uh, by the way, I've set it up. My, my main domain is ravenscraft.org. And my main account, my administration account is Cliff. So Cliff at ravenscraft.org that is the account that you gave google permission to take over the is it the dns or i don't remember the the mx records mx records thank you okay so anyway for we'll get off geek talk but basically now instead of godaddy being in charge of your email whatever google is they're in charge of ravenscraft.org so you set that up in google apps but you just said you got an email into that um Inbox from uh, an address right. that was not that one. So explain that. Okay, there. Are, well, there are two things that are in play there. Notice it's forum, which is not Cliff, and there's at gspn.tv, <laughs> which is not Ravenscraft.org. Right. There, in in Google Apps, you can you you have a main domain. My main domain is Ravenscraft.org. So basically, how I log in to Google Apps, I go to mail.google.com/a/ravenscraft.org. I can create some other ways to get there faster, bookmarks, whatever. Doesn't matter. I that's how I that's where I go. That's how I log in. Now, Ravenscraft.org is my main domain. Now, what I can do is you can do you can add on other domains. So currently, I also have it set up to where if you I have it set up to I want Google my Google Apps account. I want it to manage everything at gspn.tv. I wanted to register. I wanted to manage everything at um, at uh, let's see here, Ravenscraft.org, GSPN.tv, PodcastAnswerMan.com, my old business name, which used to be BitcastMedia.com, and a couple other domains I might have in there as well. But anyway, get this: if you add all of those domains into your Google Apps account, my username is Cliff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you write Cliff at ravenscraft.org or if you do cliff at gspn.tv or if you do cliff at podcastanswerman.com guess what it all comes to the same place right and now here's the thing now usually if i wanted to if i wanted to have like you know for example feed you might hear us talk about feedback at gspn.tv did i go in and create another account that i log into so do i have to log out of cliff at ravenscraft.org <laughs> and log into feedback at gspn.tv no because it, what i did is instead of creating another account there are these things called aliases it's like what else do you go by and so i actually told it say listen if anybody sends something to uh, feedback at ravenscraft.org that that's a that's that's me that you know hey that's me you know it's like people who are like you know um 
uh, John or Jonathan or, you know, whatever, Dave or David. I want that. That's basically um, um, what's that? Anyway, uh, th- that's that's basically an alias. So what are some other names that should be associated with your inbox? Uh, and for and and some of these other ones are the ones and so forum at gspn.tv, uh, cliff at gspn.tv, and uh, feedback at gspn.tv. All of those things are coming into my one account. So how many different emails do you think you have coming into that one? Oh, 13, 14? Yep. And here's a cool thing. I have from my many days as a serial entrepreneur of going to different ones, <laughs> different businesses. You know, when I was an insurance salesperson, I don't, I don't want to have bad. Even though there's some people that don't know that I'm not their agent anymore, we try to communicate with everybody as best we could. But I don't want to abandon those people. So now I have that address forwarding to my inbox I have now, mm-hmm. and I also have the ability to send mail as if I am at that address. And that's another huge thing is I can be more than one person within one inbox. Yes. So not only can I get email from other emails, which isn't such a huge deal, that's just a, a matter of forwarding an email, but then I can, they have a feature called send mail as, and all I have to do is just Google just confirms that I do own that address by sending a message there, then I can send a, ma- a message as if I am in that inbox. So right. if you send a message to me at andytraub.gmail.com, uh, I can either set it up to reply to you as, I've, as if I'm at that gmail.com inbox. So the point is you can have all these different addresses and you can filter them all into your one inbox um, and then you can reply as if you are at that address. But you only have to manage one inbox. Again, saving so much time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the cool thing is I create Stephanie an account, right? So she's, you know, Stephanie at ravenscraft.org. So Stephanie, so all I did is create the username Stephanie. Now, guess what? Did I have to do anything else to get gspn.tv to work for her? No. It, it, it's, it, anything that works at ravenscraft.org will also work at gspn. They're all the same. So if somebody was, the, even though Stephanie has never told anybody Stephanie at podcastanswerman.com, why would she? But if you send an email to Stephanie at podcastanswerman.com, it's going to go to her inbox because that's associated with my apps account and she is username Stephanie. Right. You know, and it's, it's just really cool. And so if I wanted to, and matter of fact, I've been actually thinking about this. I've been thinking about creating myself an account like, let's say, podcast at ravenscraft.org. And I've been thinking about saying, you know what, anything that comes in that's podcast related that I really don't need to look at until I'm planning for a podcast I might actually say, you know what, forward all that to podcast at ravenscraft.org and archive it so it's not in anywhere in here so that I can kind of have a separate working space. But I could right. do the same thing with labels, so I'm, I'm up in the air of which I want to do. And Cliff, the cool thing about that, and a lot of people are kind of like, why, why would he do that? Why would he organize upon organizing? Here's the point, is there's so many different ways you can do it. You don't have to do it the way Cliff and I are doing it. Right. But get in there and play around with it. Send yourself, start a Gmail account. Um, you know, we'll go back to Gmail real quick, start a Gmail account and, you know, make some filters and send yourself 10 messages there and start to play with it and, and, and figure out how, how it all works. Yep. Uh, there are just so many different ways you can do it that, but I have, I have heard of people that are frustrated when they do switch cliff yes. because it's just a different way of thinking. It is. It's difficult to get used to, but I, I've never had anyone that's stuck with it for more than a few weeks. 
that's that it's eventually moved back. Yes. Everyone that I know, once they sort of retrain themselves, uh -huh. there might be a better way. Yep. You know, they don't they don't go back. My friend, you know? my friend Robert Johnson was going on and on and on and on and on and on about how awesome Gmail was. And I remember signing up for an account because I sign up for an <laughs> account for everything. Yes. And I, I tried it and I said, oh, this is horrible. Right, right, and then right. I went away from it and I was back to using Outlook Express or whatever. And, and then I went uh -huh. to Outlook and, <laughs> and, and, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, some people were talking about it. It's like, ah, I'll try it again. And it's like, oh, this is awful. And I will tell you, I tried it three times before it actually, it kind of started to sink in. And I'm like, there were, there were times where I had seen how the threaded conversations worked. And then there were times when I'm like, oh, it was, I so wish I had threaded conversations. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I just say to myself? And yeah. then I then I decided to move over to Gmail. And then all of a sudden, it, it and I will tell you, it literally took me about a month and a half before I really loved it. And and there was times when it's like, man, I really don't like it. Oh, I wish it wouldn't do it this way. I wish it wouldn't do that way. But I'll tell you what, today, you could not pay me to use another email service. You couldn't. Yeah. You, you just would not get me. You could not pry my fingers out of my Gmail inbox. It would, it would mess up my business big time. <laughs> it really would. It would throw me off. In a major way, the thought of using Outlook would just—I mean, let's just don't finish the sentence. Okay, just, that, that, fair enough. I, I, I don't want to throw—I don't want to throw up on a podcast. I so. could—I couldn't do it. So, and then of course we could talk about Google Calendar sometime next. Well, yeah, or, or in the yeah. future, in or the have future. we talked about it yet? Uh, I don't think we have. No, yeah, I don't we think talk, we have. I, I've I, got I, so many shows. I talk about so many things. It's like I know you do. That's why. That's why you got me, brother. That's right, man. Hey, I do want to mention one important thing, which is there is a Google Apps that's free, and then there's a paid version. What do you use? Is, you, I use the free. Me uh, too. I think I'm going to go to paid pretty soon. Honestly, I just don't want to mess with it. I don't want to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's not because I need more storage space. Uh, it's not because of the guaranteed downtime or whatever. It's. It's. Uh, you mean guaranteed uptime? Guaranteed. That was nice. Sorry, I was thinking of Microsoft. Um, no, I, I, I wanted to I wanted to work most of the time and, and so anyway, there's a free version and there's a paid version. Cliff and I are you still using free? I'm still on the free. I, matter of fact the yeah. other day I was I noticed I was like ninety seven percent of my seven point <laughs> four gigs. And then what I did is I went in and I have uh, every week I have all of my WordPress installations right. email me database backups. Yeah, I do that too. And I went in and deleted uh, one thousand some odd database backups, and it freed up like four gigs. So I'm I'm good. Oh, <laughs> I have to keep an eye on my backups. I appreciate that. Yeah. So there you go. Good stuff, man. All right, folks. We'll be back again next week. If you have comments, questions, you can give us a call. Area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Find twitter.com slash andy trob, twitter.com slash gspn. We'll talk to you next week. Until next time. Join the community.